I mean, maybe it really just comes down to individual te- – you just have to make decisions that help kids feel, you know – like it's okay to yeah. do what you know what's there, and that's I mean that we aren't the only voice in their heads, right? I mean, and so yeah. it, that's a collective conversation about parents. You know, I wish that Road to Nowhere, yeah. Race to Nowhere, that that um, documentary that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago that was all about you know why are high school kids doing this, and it was all you know so like where did that sort of go as a movement? I mean, yeah. I, I want people making better yeah. decisions about what they're doing so their lives are not so crazy yeah i thought of this and actually this is funny because i don't remember if we'd start recording or not but um you referenced and i'm gonna slaughter the name as well noah Yuval right Harari. yeah yeah um so in i think it's in sapiens yeah or in homo deus which is the next it's one of the two i, I read them both um he talks about how like school has changed and how that changes the way we like learn and the way we think about school, which is important because we put a lot of both time and money and mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff into it. And he pointed out how like GPAs and letter grades are like a relatively recent invention mm-hmm. that like it wasn't in common usage until you get into somewhere in the early to mid 1900s. And so, you know, he pointed, I think his example was maybe like Isaac Newton or someone mm-hmm. like this and said, you know, oh, Newton's, you know, he's brilliant. He's, he's weird. And you know, he's probably autistic, but you know, he's a brilliant guy and very socially awkward, but he's the top student in all of his math and science classes. And that didn't actually mean anything because being the top student just meant that the professor thought you were the top student <laughs> because the valedictorian was the person who ever, who the faculty together said, that's our best student. That person gives a speech because there was no GPA. Right. Every class, and this is where I think this would be the easiest thing, like, it's a big institution and it's hard to change. There's probably a lot we can or should change. The easiest thing in my mind that you could do to change the way students address the different classes and the pressure, all pass-fail grading. Make it bump failing up to 70 or 75% if you want. Yeah. Pass-fail. I'd be okay with that. So now... The kid takes the class because they're into it or because they feel competitively mm-hmm. I need right. to be. But if this isn't a class I really care about, yep. I just need to learn the stuff and do right. well enough. Yep. I don't grub for every individual right. point. Right. I don't challenge. And well, obsess I, about that. I got yep. a 33 out of 40 on this, but I think it should have been the 34. Yeah. Let's be honest. It doesn't actually matter. Right. But they're in a system where it looks like it matters. Right. And if they do enough math and butterfly effect it out, it yeah. might matter. You know. Yeah. Pass fail everything, yeah, and that way the class you're really into, mm-hmm. spend more time there. Right, you know, like if you didn't, if the kid didn't think there was a difference, I still mm-hmm. have a kid this year or I taught last year who's a senior this year, um, brilliant guy, gonna be very successful, the great on the AP exam, and finished with a B plus. Mm-hmm. You know, eighty nine, and he always says it was an eighty nine point like three or what. He did the Whatever. math. He did yeah, the hand he math. He probably did. And he comes in, you know, and it was this percentage. And I said, trust me, like at the end of each quarter, like I. If I can bump your grade by three points, I do it because it's English, it's subjective. I could have been tired when I graded your essay. If you're within what I believe is a reasonable range of error, I'm happy to help you. And to this day, I wrote his letters of recommendation. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a good kid, he comes around. So it's not like yeah. he's mad at me yeah. too much. But he thinks it's funny. But at least once a week, he'll drop by and make, make some mention of, you know, 89.3 or 89.4, whatever it is. And I'm like, ah, you know. And in the end, like, I feel a little bad. I don't feel bad enough to do anything differently. Right, right, exactly. He'll be be fine. fine. But I understand his concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And and I I also think that 
not for him. For him, it's a valid concern. I get it that the change of two decimals or whatever it is would change your grade, which would look different or mm-hmm. affect you. I get it. But it's a stupid concern in general. The it fact is. that we've created mm-hmm. the opportunity for a 17-year-old kid to worry about that. Right. And it's ridiculous. It, you yeah. know, the fact that that fraction of a point, he spent more time thinking about that than the cute girl sitting next to him in class. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are or not the serving, actual essay that you were asking right, him thing, to think right. about and write. We, we are not serving the long-term no. goals of our species no. when the kid thinks more about point two mm-hmm. than about procreation. Right. <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's that is not true. a healthy yeah. place for a seventeen-year-old yeah. to be. Yeah. Like you know, no. I, I don't. Know I would love pass fail. I think pass fail the, all across the board. The reality is, of course, that you'll never see it unless a lot of systems decide to fall that way right because that would ultimately put every kid in Loudoun County at a disadvantage compared to all the kids in Fairfax and all the kids in here and all the kids I mean you'd have to agree I mean I think some things are slowly toppling um the fact that Ivies are no longer taking APs Yep. As credit, I more think and more is going to are doing tests optional. Yep, and so I think we're slowly maybe starting to topple some of that yeah. um, stuff. And it's such a it's such a weird thing because I'm pretty sure I didn't have any teachers in high school, nor really my parents, who spent a whole lot of time thinking about whether I was like too stressed or could survive, or you know whether I was feeling okay about everything. That no one thought about that stuff, right? right? right. And so they didn't think about it. And it wasn't an issue. Now we think about it all the time, and it's a bigger issue. So I don't really know if that's Am I because putting the we, worries into exactly you, like, like are we thinking about it too much? But I also projecting. but I also think that the the genuine level of pressure to be successful, what we right. consider successful, is just has just increased astronomically in the last thirty years. I really do believe yeah. that, and I think that's partly because we have so many more people trying to go to colleges and we don't really have that many more colleges than we had right. 30 years ago. So, you know, that that's kind of a numbers game. And it's just this expectation now that everyone is going to go to schools and once we started ranking them, that you know, like just, I don't know, it's just this bizarre yeah. numbers game, and, I you think, know. is is what the pressure is. Yeah. So any little thing you can do to try to distinguish yourself, and actually what I tell the kids all the time, I'm like, Every time you make one of those moves, you actually make yourself look more like all the other kids who are also making those right, moves. Right. So that, you know, you go out and join this club and volunteer here and go on this and do that. And all you really do is make yourself a part of the wallpaper because yeah. everybody's doing all those things. So yeah, how do you, you know, yeah. but then it's, then it's like, you're still gaming the system. I don't know. It's just bizarre. I, we, we, had a, we had a kid a few years ago. I taught her, I taught her junior year in AP and then senior year she was in my study hall mm-hmm. And brilliant, like very good student. You know, she she was going to be fine doing whatever. Um, and the, the thing, like probably the thing that first like tipped me off that she's either a good student or at least good at gaming school is that she sits with very good posture and she's the kid who like nods with the teacher. Yeah, like she I like she nods. gestures back. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But like at the beginning of the year, it's just for everything. And by midway through the year, she gets comfortable. So I know that something isn't going as well when she starts to like tilt the head and mm-hmm. do this stuff <laughs> because I'm like, this is a kid who's actually giving me feedback yeah. as we're going. Yeah. But you know, fantastic five on the AP exam, top grades, all this stuff. And she, I remember talking to her somewhere middle of junior year and she was talking about like joining NHS and doing this club and doing all this stuff. And I was like, look, I'm going to be honest. It just doesn't matter. 
Yeah. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, everyone does that stuff. It doesn't matter. Right. I'm not, if you're into it, if you have fun with it, do yeah. it. But if it's a pain to you, if you're like, God, now I have to do this, don't do it. Yeah. Like you're putting all this time into things that don't matter. Right. Her senior year, her goal was to apply to every Ivy League school. Oh my God. Simply, you know, her family could afford it. The family's yeah. got some money. And she just wanted to see if she could get into them all. Because once in a while you have that kid and they make the national news yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but here's the thing. How much time is that? One, right. I said, I said, look at how much time to write all these supplemental essays and to do all this stuff. You know, is that fun for you? Is that like a hobby? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. I mean, I can do it. I said, it's not that you can't or can do it. It's not. You know, we don't. We shouldn't do things just because we can. You know, you got to have some purpose. I said, and and also think that you're spending money on applications to schools that some of which you would never go to. I know they're all Ivy League schools, but there's a few of them that just they're not as good at what you want to do. And so by admit, maybe you get in. That means that maybe another kid didn't get in. Mm-hmm. It also means that you just threw away 60, 80, 100 bucks. Give that, that money you could to have charity. Get, exactly. I said, give it to charity. And, and so we have this whole talk. And she's like, well, I know. Whatever. And so she didn't apply to all of them. And eventually she got in. She goes to Johns Hopkins for like biomedical engineering or mm-hmm. something. And in an interview and then talking to people, she realized that all of this stuff that she was doing, all these clubs didn't matter. And I was like, I told you so. <laughs> and I say this real loud in study hall because there's a bunch, I had a bunch of juniors who I had also in class that year. Yeah. And they're all like leaning in to listen to like yeah. what she's saying. And I said, so why did you get in? You have great grades. You did all mm-hmm. the stuff. You got SATs. What was it since you're now agreeing with me right. that it wasn't that you joined every honor society available? She goes, I mean, if I had really thought about it, I should have known this ahead of time. But I did this science camp a few years ago, and we did this independent thing, and I basically created a textile, like a material that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. She goes, it's this weird, like, spongy kind of thing. There's stuff like it, but nothing yeah. nothing that's it. She goes, so I patented it. My dad helped me out. We got, and I have a, so I have a patent. I'm Telling a proven me. material scientist. I said, awesome. So you have a, and she goes, I got in because I'm already doing something that is bioengineer, biomedical right. engineer, whatever. What I'm going to do. Goes, so I have some grades and the rest, and then I have this. I have a patent. And I went, so, she goes, so I'm going to Hopkins, which is like the best or one of the best schools in the country for this. Yeah. And she goes, I really just needed to keep the grades up. I apparently had my qualifications sophomore year when I invented this thing. Yeah. And so the other kids are like, so I have to patent something? And I'm like, you're oh, missing the point. Not the point. <laughs> Exactly. You have that to just demonstrate that you're good at something and you're genuinely into it. And, and right. I'm not saying you can't be competitive, but you can't be competitive at everything. Well, and know? that's the thing is that not every kid is that kid, but right. not every kid is going to go to Hopkins. Right. So there's a place for all of our kids who just do high yeah. school reasonably well. It all kind of filters out anyway. Yeah. They all, I mean, they don't all go to UVA. <laughs> I mean, Ringling Brothers I, I, runs a clown college I mean, for a reason. I mean, no, but, you know, but really, but though, they are, go to Nova. They go, you know, they yeah. go to, you know, I mean, I'm not even, I don't even like this idea that there's like upper tier and lower tier schools. Yeah. They can all find a college at which professors work who have PhDs and they can engage in things that will, you know, I really don't believe one over another is going to make the difference in their life. I really don't believe that's true. I don't, I don't think where you go makes that big a difference, but we believe it does. Well, and, and I mean, there's always been, as long as there've been universities, several hundred years, um, there have been better and worse. Sure. But there's 
almost never been a point at which you went to the worse, the lesser, we shouldn't even say worse, just the, and you were somehow like discriminated against right. later on because so few people went. Any college was good. And, you know, even now, and this is so for James Madison, which is, this is what I tell kids all the time. It's a good school. It's a yeah. better school now than when I went there. Uh, like, I don't know if I would get in again if I applied mm-hmm. right now. And, but I said, it's still the kind of school where you get out of it what you put into exactly. it. Exactly. Choose, go to a school not for the name brand of the university, mm-hmm. but for are they good in the program mm-hmm. for the major you want? And then do you take classes with the best professors? If you take, the, I just pick my classes so that I get easier grades right, and, and I don't have eight, to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. No 8 a.m. Yeah. is easy. Right. You're going to probably get a degree. Or pick what you're, you're interested in too. Right. Like, what do you take want? Take the best professors, the best things available, yeah. and you'll be okay. Um, it's in. Oh, it's a bad sign. I'm going to make a second Malcolm Gladwell reference. Oh. I don't feel good about it. But <laughs> in, in David and Goliath, which is maybe his most questionable book, but there's a really good chapter in it. Have you read that one? Yeah. So there's a good chapter where he talks about like the big fish in the little mm-hmm. pond. Yeah, yeah, colleges. exactly. Yeah, I love that and analogy. Like, and and so great analogy. sometimes as we get later, in the, I've, I've done it probably twice, but we just we have like enough time at some point in the spring and the spring SAT, you know, the, the yeah. March or May dates are coming up and kids are tense. And sometimes, like, I have, like, an e... I just print that one chapter, yeah. and I'm like, just read that. Yeah. Like, what are we doing with it? Just yeah. don't... Work. Just, just read Do it. we need to yeah. annotate it? No. no. Just no. read it. And then when they're done, they're like, is that true? And I go, I don't know. He's good at research, but you can yeah. make research look like anything. I'm just pointing out that some of you would have a better quality of life and maybe better opportunities if you were one of the strongest students mm-hmm. at a less competitive yep. school. When everybody wants to go to Harvard, right. somebody is the bottom of that class. You know, yeah. like, you know, it, it, even even the guy who graduates the bottom of his class in medical school gets to be a doctor. You know, right. and so sometimes the diploma on the wall doesn't matter as much as the quality of getting there. You know, John McCain is the best example. He was second from the bottom of his class at the Naval Academy. He did fine. The, he did fine, right? Yeah. He probably could have gone somewhere else, and if his goal was academic, you know, grades, mm-hmm. he probably could have gone somewhere else sure. and been at or near the top of his class. Yeah. He did the thing he was into, and it was tough. Right. Make the decisions <laughs> right. for yourself. I just we don't think, empower that. I just think, like you said earlier, the thing about GPAs and you know these percentages or whatever. Like, as human beings, we are not numbers on a page. So how we are going to learn to live into whatever it is we're going to do, those numbers are completely irrelevant by the time we hit our mid twenties. And yet we spend the bulk of our life until then just, you know, like, like it doesn't, it doesn't compute that people there. Are, I'm sure there are people who are teachers in America and doctors in America who were not the best students in there. It, it just, it isn't the only thing that measures yeah. whether you're going to go on and be a successful person, whether you're going to go on, you can find a story to support any line of thinking people who start slow and then get a lot better and surprise people people who are always kind of bad and then they like take a leap or people who you know never care about anything and then still stumble into being yeah, exactly it, what they want to be like there's not one path it's a bad and we worry way you know, too much you know was it the high school valedictorian high school valedictorians nationwide have have an average college gpa of like 3.2 you turn in, you go from like the best kid in high school yeah. to being like, you know, all right, pretty good, okay, you know, right. in college. And I think I forget the numbers almost reverse. If you look at average college GPA 
of Fortune 500 CEOs. Sure, those, those are like skyrocketing. Yeah. No, no, they're like, or maybe it's their high school GPAs. I don't remember. It's the Fortune 500 CEOs. I have to look at the article again. Or like C students, but they're right? like they're right. Like C, they're yeah, all I've like read that C before plus too. B minus yeah. students. Yeah, they're because, terrible students. Because yeah. learning to be good at school is not learning to be good for yourself. Right. Doing good in school is following directions, yep. meeting deadlines, exactly. doing the other things yeah. that other people tell you. Being a good leader, running a company, mm-hmm. making independent decisions. Risky. It's about taking yep. risks and setting Outside your own Outside of the box, all that stuff, yeah. And so, like, we, we really, like... And again, it's it's accidental. Like, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory that someone decided, like, let's make GPA the thing. It's just we accidentally end up competing in weird ways. Right. And they don't always set you up. And so what you do in school, you know, what people even, not even how well you do, just what you do in school isn't even what you might end up doing. Like, okay, for you. So yes. you said you were thinking about being a doctor. Uh-huh. And, and then, then I became English, an English major. Then an English major. I was major. an English and history major, philosophy minor. And Did, Is that what you finished with? Yep. Okay. And then went to graduate school. The joke was that if I didn't figure out a plan, I was going to move to California Establish residency and then go to Berkeley. That was like just sort of the joke right. with my friends. But 